welcome to No Page Unturned, the podcast where Christina, Steph, and myself, Josh, go in-depth discussing books, mainly focusing on those written by BIPOC and LGBTQ plus authors. You don't have to read along with us, but be warned, there will be spoilers ahead. I have something to posit to you two, that uh, these set of chapters that we read uh, may be the best Thurvishar chapters in the entire series. He is just consistently wrecking house throughout these whole chapters. It is awesome. They're definitely up there. I can't think of any uh, better. The chapter where he gets drunk and makes a passageway <laughs> to fancy towns. I don't that know. That and yeah. there's there's one at the end in the the fifth book that we can't talk about yet. Mm. But yeah, like he, you know, from his question for the name of all things, that was the getting thing. wild hard, dealing with Balosh, like yeah. Yeah, do we want to yeah, do we want to talk about uh Kieran and Thurishar's chapters separately and then until we get to the Janelle to Hornyville. Oh, I meant to the the last century chapter, and then we go back to Janelle and Terry. Sure, sounds like a good sure. structure. Yeah, I love. Um, uh, I said it last time, but Thurishar and Kieran are like one of my favorite mm. dynamics, and them like uh, like both times that they go to a brothel where they're like, "Oh no, it's your turn <laughs> to." <laughs> and, and it happened last time too, where uh, Kieran was like, "Oh, you know what? You know what Gris looks like, and you know about the 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 toilet god. You do the talking." And it goes <laughs> it, it goes back and forth, like through the throughout these chapters, and it's just they're like they're like both like uh like two straight men, but at the same time, they're Kieran is like the comedy one, and Thervishar, mm-hmm, and they're playing mm-hmm. off of each other is. Uh, really fun. It's very good. Yeah, there, but it's like reluctant cop, reluctant cop. <laughs> and they, uh, it's funny how we talked about it last time about because we uh, ended with Senere's chapter where she says, "Oh, we gotta find Thervishar," and now here's Kieran and uh, Thervishar going to the same place that Senere and her group is going. And then Kieran suddenly hears the singing of Ethanriel, and, and it's not like in, in like a typical fantasy you think it would be like, oh, I hear the sword again, and you know it's destiny. But no, Kieran's like, oh, for fuck's sake, what's going on here? <laughs> Did they follow us? Like, I can't believe this is happening. <laughs> and then Thurvishar is like, you're kidding, right? And he's like, "What? Th- that's impossible. And Kieran's like, you obviously don't remember the kind of adventure we've been having so far. <laughs> yeah, they they remain apart just long enough for Kiriel, or Kiriel, uh, Kieran to have some revelations about the nature of Arthanriel. Mm-hmm. Just, you know, helpful. And then they immediately get offered a bed big enough for all five of them, which is really <laughs> yeah. helpful. Oh, yeah. The the Ethanriel stuff is, like, super, like, I don't think at the time I realized how important it was, but, like, yeah, this is super important for the rest of the story. Yeah, and the fact that he's like, maybe we don't alert Javon to the fact that she's holding Volkaroth's geish right mm-hmm. now, because that seems not great. It is an interesting point that about, um... Geishing may have existed before the Stone of Shackles, and that uh, mm-hmm. the Stone of Shackles just makes it easier. And uh, I wonder how they, I wonder what kind of geishing was done um, before the Stone of Shackles existed, because they 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 are here on this planet for a while before, mm-hmm. you know, Relisar did his whole thing. Yeah, I don't. I don't. I either don't know or just don't remember the connection with demons. Uh, but we know that Volkaroth is called the King of Demons, but that's not actually true. Yeah. 
And there's a whole thing about how Grits bound the demons. Like, he, like, gashed all the demons or something. Or he, like, made the compact that kept them from just rocking up to the main world. I forget how mm. it works. Maybe it was more... I think they stay on their continent, except when... X, I think. Maybe it was more like gashing was done, like... Like, uh, think of Grits... Uh, his contract like involving a whole team. While before and previously, it was like you would make individual contracts with demons mm. for gashing, and maybe only a limited amount of people actually knew how to do it. Mm-hmm. And like the Volcaro thing, like that required like a whole ritual and like the murder of the main person. And so, yeah, maybe it was like a lot more complicated before. You need a lot more magic. Where it kind of feels like, with the Stone of Shackles, like, anybody can make a gauge pretty easily. Yeah. Yeah, it does not seem prohibitively difficult, which... Yeah. Not great. Why did we think that was a good idea? But Mm. we'll get there. Oh, but that's such a good point about gauging. Like, they built, like, part of their... Like, getting rid of gauging, like, wrecked... Their economy is like what is implied when uh, Kieran mm-hmm. breaks the Stone of Shackles. Like they made Geishing like in, like an integral part of Koros Empire, and how did no one think, yeah. oh, this could be bad, or are they just too selfish to yeah. care? I think that's it. I think it's like Koros hubris. Mm. Yeah, I mean, just like. Other forms of slavery or serfdom or whatever you want to call it, probably. It, it, it's not good for the economy. You have mm-hmm. an entire class that can't buy or sell things. Mm-hmm. It's not helping you. But people love it because they're terrible. Mm-hmm. I am not an economist. I just want to say if that's wrong, <laughs> don't tell me. Or, I mean, tell me, but like not in a mean way. I'm afraid of you. Yeah. I'm also not an economist. Yeah, don't tell me. Don't be... Yeah. <laughs> just, just yeah, stay out of my mentions. I don't want to. <laughs> so, uh, so yeah, they're so, they're on the road. So they make a deal where Thervishar Thervishar and Kieran get to ask two questions of the name of all things, mm. and then they will help with the Baelosh situation. And Thervishar immediately just wrecks Senere's entire world. With his first question, and it's very good. Uh, it is the best it, possible question to ask under those. And I love it where Kieran is like, "No, like, don't ask that. Like, I can. Are you not asking about Gris first? Like, what the fuck are you doing? No, Thervishar, <laughs> let me ask the question." And Thervishar is like, "Shut up! I know what I'm doing." <laughs> well, Kieran didn't even want him to make the deal at all. Like, yeah, and like, you know, in most things, I agree with Kieran, but like. I think the one thing we know about Relosvar and Senere is that, um, like, they will make certain deals to get their goals accomplished, mm-hmm. and while they will manipulate you in some ways, they usually keep their deals. Uh, mm-hmm. Like, they did betray them at um, at a Trini. But technically, Ralasvar did help fight Morios. Yeah. And got hurt in the meantime doing so. I mean, it was ultimately for his own means, but he still kept, like, part of his bargain. So while you should be... It's like making a deal with someone shifty, where if you're just careful about it, you probably can get you know, benefits of it. So I don't fully agree with Kieran of not making the deal at all. And if I trust anybody to be careful, it's probably Thervishar. Because as Thervishar says, it runs in the family. Uh. <laughs> Ooh, yeah. Which is which is actually a great point, but we'll we'll get there. Um Yeah. So that's devastating to Senere. Mm-hmm. Uh which is adorable, frankly. 
Um, yeah, like she's like, I'm not, the the stone isn't even gonna say anything because there's nothing that Relisvar doesn't share with me. Oh God, and I'm writing, <laughs> and it's yeah, it's rough for her. And then she's also like this reactionary, like, well, fine, I'm gonna ask the stone what you don't want me to know. <laughs> and then that one just like that's like the one two punch right. where it really gets her. I really <laughs> like that scene because. Uh... Thervishar, Thervishar not only manipulates Senere because he implies, you, oh, you don't even have to read it out loud. Not mm-hmm. leaving out the part where he's like, I could just read your mind and find out what it is. Yeah. And, <laughs> yeah. Which Kieran, I think, comments yeah. on. And Senere knows yeah. he has telepathy. She remarks mm-hmm. upon it when they're having their little academics uh, fight right. about, you know, the manuscript for the Ruin of Kings. So she knows that he can read his mind, but he manipulates her so well in this scene that it's like yeah. she doesn't even realize that, oh, he says that, but, you know, he'll just read my mind and figure out what it is anyway. And he and then Kieran's like looking at him. He's like, oh, I've never seen Thurvishar look so smug. <laughs> and then that immediately <laughs> turns into fear when Senere, you know, fires back with her question. And then it's just super awkward. Thurishar is looking away. Senere is like, how long? <laughs> and Kieran is like, can I escape into the bushes now? <laughs> yeah. It's definitely, it's like the, it's like a Roadrunner and Wily e. Coyote scene where the Roadrunner runs into the painting that mm. Wily e. Coyote has set mm. up. And then when Wily e. Coyote tries to follow, he just gets a face full of brick wall. <laughs> face full of he loves you. Senere <laughs> yeah. just she just walks straight the fuck into that one. Yeah. yeah, and yeah, like Josh was saying, like yeah, she's like, how long? Years? What? Yeah, when did when? I, short story, please. When did this happen? I, they met in your, I guess, probably mm-hmm. right. Yeah, that's because I was trying to remember this too. I was like, so they must have interacted in your. But like, how did they interact? Because they're they they interact very specifically, and it always has to do with books. Mm-hmm. Which like, listen, is that how I met my husband? No comment. But like, <laughs> do I want to know? Yeah. Well, <laughs> we automatically know that's been four. They, you know, have would have interacted in your mm-hmm. for four years, and then on top of that, we don't know how many years Gadrith was planning in the background with Relosvar. Mm-hmm. And then having interactions between Thervishar and Senere. Like, it, it could be, like, it could be mm-hmm. a very long time. And, like, yeah, years mm-hmm. for Thervishar are different for, than years for people who haven't spent a lot of time in Shadrach Gore. Like, oh, yeah. He could meet, he could have met her two weeks ago and then spent two years in Shadrach Gore. For him, you know, he's like, I've been in love with you for years, but it's been, like, a week. That's a good point. Yeah. And Senere knows about Shadrach Gore. So, I wonder, I so, yeah. is yeah. Senere younger than she appears? Has she spent time studying in Shadragor? Mm. I'm pretty sure she has, but it's not as ex- it's know. not as explicitly Maybe. mentioned yeah. as uh, as what Thervishar has done. Like I think mm. it might be mentioned a lot of the. Um, I do think it's mentioned that she prepared Janelle's. Uh, Gaishing stuff that she had to do with all the glyphs and stuff that was prepared in Chadrick Gore to save time because technically Janelle, you know, Janelle had been like stabbed. And I think she's she's asked complicated name of all things questions in Chadrick Gore too. I want to say yeah. that we learned that at some point, like the ones where it's like she has to write for two weeks and like magically. Like set herself up. She, I think she yeah, get mentioned maybe that yeah, uh, she, yeah, she would be doing it in Shadrach Gore to save time on the outside. So they might be a little bit younger than they seem. Mm-hmm. But also, can you imagine what an awesome flirting tool that is? Like someone asks you a question, and then you have enough time to bamf out and think about the best answer, and then come back. <laughs> It's ideal flirting for awkward academics. (laughs) The thing... Excuse me, I gotta make a gate real quick. Right, you don't just have to stand there going, -uh." (laughs) Nuh-uh. 
the thing I noticed uh, in these chapters, uh, this one that we're talking about now, and the one where they're, um, you know, going through the forest towards Baelosh, there's like a alternate world where both Kieran and Talia don't have the baggage that they have that I feel like mm-hmm. they would have been uh, good together because they both like they mm-hmm. both are like pushing that like surpri- like uh, the Thervishar Centauri thing. It's like two friends <laughs> shipping two other friends <laughs> and like the way uh, after like all the questions happen and uh, Talia is like but what did the other question say? Wink, wink. <laughs> is a very like oh that's a that's what Kieran would also do, and but then you see them interact and there's just the like the she looks like Moria, he's a demon technically mm-hmm. even though she doesn't know that he wasn't raised as a demon that there the the baggage between them kind of like keeps mm-hmm. them apart. Yeah. Or in a YA novel, which this is absolutely mm. not. In a YA novel, that would drive them together. So I think the yes. instinct is spot on. <laughs> there's a, there's a, a bit where Talia is like, I don't know how to ride a horse. And so Javon taught me. And then she talks about how Janelle used to talk about horses all the time. And I love the idea of like Talia and Janelle, like in your like post coital and Janelle is just full horse girl, like talking about <laughs> horses and how great they are and how majestic they are. Cause I don't think there were any horses in yeah. your, so she would just be like talking, like just lying together, like yakking about horses and how beautiful <laughs> and perfect let's, horses let's are. Let's talk about our top five favorite horses. I'll go first. Yeah. <laughs> My best friend is a horse, too. Mm-hmm. And Rebel's having a great time. Uh, she's just, like, running around, like... Like, she reminds me of, like, my dog Finn when he's near horses, where he's just like, big dogs? Yeah. <laughs> I love the description of, uh, oh, there's new people here. I'm going to request belly rubs from them. Yes. yes. <laughs> she's trying to get the horses to rub her belly. It's or great. just the people on the horses. She clearly doesn't yeah. understand how those fit together. Uh, yeah, so, yeah. When they when they make camp, uh, you know, uh, uh, Rebel is sitting with Thervishar, and Senna is in a situation of she can't, she can't like get Rebel away from Thervishar because then she'll be, <laughs> you know, showing that it bothers her. Mm-hmm. <laughs> It's very sneaky. I I love them yeah, on the dog. horses, and Javon's like, "What's up with Cenerey and Thervishar?" <laughs> and like, yeah, they're all gossiping about yeah. it. While the, the, those two like refuse to make eye contact with each other. It's very funny. Yeah, it's good. Yeah, it's it's another like really great use of you know putting in humor into what is kind of otherwise a really miserable set of chapters, like. You know, they, they get Wildheart back from the Morgagi, and uh, Senere is very flippant about it, and Thervishar gets pissed at I her. Because she's kind of really? like, whatever, like, more, more, more Morgagi dead, big deal. And Thervishar is like, uh, these people, like, protected the Blight from Volkaroth for thousands of years, despite the fact that they're, like, water beings, and they just died to save us and this jewel, and... Like, you and and also because Senere wanted to just send Balosh to a town of like twenty thousand people with an emerald mine. To yeah, it. and so he he goes off on her like no like like you know these lives are important, and in a way that actually like affects her. Um, but yeah, like you know that's that's some pretty grim stuff, and so to have interspersed with that these kind of like, ooh, do you think they're gonna kiss? It's very <laughs> funny and very well done. Yeah, th- yeah, it definitely feels like understanding the consequences of your actions could be could be like a very low key theme of all of these books. Mm. It's just kind of like, no, the hero can't just be like sacrifices must be made. Yeah, it, it, the sacrifices are real people. Mm-hmm. So I appreciate that. Yeah, and then when Sorry, uh, gosh, what you say? when Thervishar finally gets the uh, location of Grits, they have this 
they have that whole discussion about um where Senere is like, oh, but you're no different from me. You know, I'm working with Relisvar, you're working with the uh, Eight Immortals. And then yeah. I love that Thervishar's little speech where he's like, I'm not, I, I don't know how to tell you this, but I'm not on the side of the Eight Immortals. And then, like, points to Kieran and is like, I'm on his side, along with a whole mm-hmm. bunch of people that in the end, like, this might result in their death. And he's like, if you think Relisvar is right, I don't want you to change your convictions. I'm just trying to show you, you know, the truth of the matter that um, neither Relisvar or the Eight Immortals are right in this situation. Yeah. Yeah, he has that great line where he's like, when you come to our side, I want it to be because you have realized that Relisvar is wrong. Mm-hmm. Not because you feel compelled to or guilted into it. I want it to be, to be because you have, you're a very smart person and you have realized that what he is doing is wrong and that he has lied to you. Like, and Dum! then he winks at her. Yeah. <laughs> Which is yeah, so funny. It's sexy. Fucking killer Thurvishar chapters across just, the board. When people say respect is sexy, that's what they mean. Mm. Not holding a door. It's like, I respect mm. your opinion too much. For this to be about making kisses instead of making the world yeah. be not, not on fire. Yes, he also has like that great bit where he, you know, she's like, I don't have sex. He's like, that's fine. I don't care. And, and she, care? she's listing off these sort of like physical attributes of herself. And he is like, I don't care about any of that. Like, I, I he basically says, I love you for who you are. And she is baffled by that. And and he has yet another great bit where he is like, I understand that it, the life you had, you can't conceive of somebody wanting to be around you without needing to use you for something. And I want you to know that, like, that's not me. It's like, ooh, ooh, I'm in love now. Dropping, dropping, like, heavy, psychologically devastating love. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just like the I love you for you. And that, like, wrecks her. We also get the. It, uh... it makes clear. Go ahead. So it makes so clear how much Relosvar still uses her for her appearance, mm. for her like usefulness, Magic, brain. Yeah, the, yeah, just like as somebody to hold the name of all things. Right. Yeah. She's. He's like, well, I can't use this, so you can have mm. it. Not you can have it because you'd be the best yeah. of it. Yeah. And it. Yeah. Well, we'll later learn that he picked Senere for very specific reasons. And then uh, it's funny how uh, Jen Lyons, you know, sprinkles in, oh, this is how uh, Thervishar gets the manuscript for the name of all things. Senere just hands, yes! it, hands it over. Here's everything <laughs> leading up to a trini. Like, oh, that's a good, uh, yes. that's a good, uh, you know. <laughs> Crossing your T's, dotting your I's moment. And then what does she say? She says something that's like, if you have comments, make sure you cite your sources. <laughs> it just, it's flirting through the medium of, I wrote this book for you. I'm just wondering, in the meta, like, universe, is this how Jen Lyons still hurt flirts with her spouse? Is this, <laughs> was this an elaborate book deal to hit on someone? Question mark? It's not, but like, it could be, is the point. <laughs> so yeah, yeah, I actually think these are the most romantic chapters in all of the five books. Which is saying something. because I can some, see that, some, yeah. Because it's not just Thurvishar and Senere. Mm-hmm. It's also the delightful uh, apex of... Siobhan and Talia's. Oh, yeah! And, uh. <laughs> and it, that ties back to Thurishar and Senerae because they manipulate the situation yes! in order to get <laughs> totally do. And, in order to get it done. And Senerae tries so hard to, like, hide oh, her God. happiness about it in front of Kieran <laughs> and fails. And doesn't Thurvishar, like, make a footnote about how Senere, like, seemed like she was, yeah, like, hiding a smile? And he's like, I think we're rubbing off on her. <laughs> yeah, I think, uh, I think Kieran points it out, and then Thurvishar has the footnote where, like, you know, she's trying to 
like not s- smile, but he could see like a little corner of her mouth. Like mm-hmm. <laughs> it's so funny how like um Talia like thinks she's dying and she's like going through this whole speech yeah. <laughs> and like telling Javon how she feels oh, and they're going so back cute. and forth. And then Sonare cuts in. It's like he Thurvishar healed you like ten minutes ago. Can we wrap this up? <laughs> like you're not dying. Oh, okay. As someone deeply uncomfortable with emotions of any kind, I respect Senorey's <laughs> response in that situation. But yeah, I also love the adorable like. And Shahan's like, "Who cares if I'm married?" It's like, He's got yeah. He had right? like fifty-one wives or something. Yeah, yeah, and, and, and he's dead and now. He's dead now. It's, oh yeah, that's it's a good that's probably response. an important plot point we should mention. Yeah, yeah, we'll go back to the dragon we'll, shit we'll in a there. minute. I forgot one more thing uh, that really shakes Senere's, um like faith in Relaspar, and it's the fact that she finds out that uh, Thermashar is his grandson. Right. Because yeah. she's like, oh, if like you know, you, she's you can see she's doing the mental math. I was like, oh, if he had a secret son and grandson that I didn't know about, and you know, had Gadrith keeping Thervishar this whole time and didn't tell me about that, what else didn't he tell me? Oh yeah, not only what else didn't he tell me, but he told me that blood relations are mm. foolish and yeah. irrelevant in order to keep me alone. And to keep me not caring about, you know, my deceased parents, like anyone I might form bonds with. But his entire plan got, like, a wrench in it because Gadrith had his grandson. Which scene was that in? That was, uh, that was chapter in chapter 86. Okay. Which is one of the rare Cenere POV chapters we get. Mm-hmm. And I love a good Cenere POV. It's funny how, like, we centered on the relationships like not just like romantic but you know we talked about mm-hmm. Kieran and Thervishar and Talia and Kieran and Javon and Talia and Senor and Thervishar but there's plot stuff that happens in these chapters there is there's a lot no, there's, there's a whole not. there's a whole dragon Sharana, fight Sharana call from the first book shows up <laughs> we haven't seen him in two, two books and he's like shipping only podcast you remember how i said i don't like ships i take it back i love ships (laughs) we we like ships but not boats exactly yes (laughs) ships only boats get out that's our tagline for uh, for the end of the episode ships no boats no boats no boats only ships that's very funny. All like, ships, no boats. Edna Mode from The Incredibles, no boats. <laughs> but, uh, and I'm like, right? Okay, we can talk about the plot. Sorry. All right. On. So they're hunt. Yeah, they're hunting Sulis. Sulis killed just like so many people horribly uh, to get Sally's. Sally's. The audiobook says Sally. Sally. But but there's there's. Sollies, but then there are Solly cloaks. Yes, this is the right? biggest problem I had with briefly learning Japanese. There's a t- and a. T- <laughs> anyway. Yeah, the yeah. audiobook just Sully. says. Sorry, Sully. sorry. Sorry, linguistics corner is now closed. We can click. We can okay. Sorry. Yeah. So yeah, uh, Sula's killed like a whole monastery, and then I don't entirely understand why she would have taken Exodar and Ajin all that way just to kill them in the monastery, but Because she's a huge were... bitch, that's why. I mean, she's a huge <laughs> bitch, and also they're I... both very yeah. annoying, so maybe they just yeah. annoyed she's... her enough that like, she's like, she was like, I'm not dealing with this She's anymore. like the god queen of spite or some shit. What is she the god queen of? But it's yeah. not... Betrayal. Yeah, betrayal. betrayal. yeah, yeah. She would go True. to no lengths in order to, yeah. like... Fair screw someone over yeah. so yeah it's, yeah or maybe she just killed them yeah. because she realized um javon was getting closer that yeah that could be it too yeah it's uh, also but, a big betrayal of the implied relationship you have there which is i'm not gonna kill the hostages right like yeah and she, like she, she needs... managed to betray javon like so many times oh god yeah yeah, and she leaves uh, Vexashow and the baby alive. Mm. Um, 
But yeah, so she takes all the Sally, she makes a deal with Baelosh, because I guess, because Baelosh likes sparkly things, sparkly green things. Yeah, and Sally In stones. particular. Yes. Um, I like how all the trees are wearing finery. That's a great I, little detail. a very verdant, apocalyptic kind of scene that uh, that it paints, and I, I dig it as an aesthetic. Verdant Apocalypse is my new indie band. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> I love that... Uh... Right. Like I imagine, like I imagine Baelish to be more of the traditional green dragon mm. that mm-hmm. you see in you know stories, but just with like flowers all growing around him. And then yeah, yeah. And Karen says he has like lichen on his belly. It's a very cool he- imagery of Baelish. Mm-hmm. He breathes like hot sap. Ugh. Oh god, it's awful. Yeah. Yeah. I love it so much. <laughs> There's um uh I can't remember what happens. When when do when does do they talk to Sharonical before that they or sorry, do they talk to Baelosh before Sharonical shows Sharonical up? flies overhead mm-hmm. but there's oh, no right. like and then uh, they go to the monastery. Yeah. There's no like interaction with Sharonical yet. Okay. And then the riddle game happens, which I love. I love right. a, a riddle game. Yes. Like Okay. I have a question for you guys. Can Thurvishar also read dragon's minds? I bet he can. Uh I, bet, I think I so. I mean they're basically they're they're still humans. Yeah. It's them. probably not pleasant. Yeah, so, they're all yeah. insane. So I was like, okay, Thurmshire probably would have won then. Eventually. Regardless. But Kieran had a very helpful... Mm-hmm. I, well, okay, did anybody win that? Because immediately... Yeah. What was the answer to that riddle? Dragon fight. I was gonna ask you guys, I think it's Kerr? Yeah, I think like, it's Kerr. The idea that, like, you have... Let me find the riddle. Because it's an implied, it's, like, it's a riddle that every Koros would know. But Baelash yeah. wouldn't, because he was, you know... He's Boris of Boromir or whatever he was. He yeah. would have no... I think it's like Kerr or like the being the emperor or something maybe. Like the yeah. Only those in an uninvited or... can ever rule me. Yeah, because the no member of the twelve houses yeah. can rule. So it's so like, like being part the of the assembly like, or something. It, or like the twelve houses themselves or something. Mm-hmm. Or the house system, I think. I do really love the Kieran part where he's like, I'm going to think harder at Kieran. Read my mind. Please. And, it, and he calls him Thurvy in the mental message. He's like, Thurvy, come I on. Just, do it. Oh, God. It's great. I imagine Kieran's like, yeah. eyes. I just wonder if that's possible for everyone. Like, if Probably. you stub your toe, does Thurvishar look over because in your mind you're also like, Ugh. And that was me saying fuck in my mind. There's like a early 2000s comedy called Accepted where a kid gets like doesn't get into college. So he starts like making up his own college and has like his own classes. And one of the classes has just one kid. He's got like long spiky hair and kind of weird looking. And the whole class is, is like him trying to make a pineapple explode with his mind and like his eyes get wide <laughs> and he like stares off at the pineapple. And that's how I imagine Kieran just staring at Thurvishar, <laughs> trying to get his thoughts to Thurvishar. <laughs> oh, that's great. That is the funny thing about like everyone, I think probably on earth has had that feeling of like, if I just think this super hard because I'm, just with all my feelings behind it, someone's got to notice. There's not um, a Dragon Ball Z fan on Earth who hasn't put his <laughs> hands together or their hands, their <laughs> hands together, trying to do a kamehameha like in real life. Maybe. And there's yep. not, there's Maybe not, it'll there's not a Star Wars fan that hasn't like been mm-hmm. like you tried to use the Force. <laughs> totally. Mostly, I will say, though, for selfish reasons and not because of the balance of the, the universe. Mostly just when I don't want to get out of bed, but I have to turn off the light. Mm. <laughs> yeah, totally. The force seems really convenient. This. Mm-hmm. 
As as does uh, being psychic seems much less convenient though. You learn a lot of things you don't want to know. True. Yeah. As Thurvishar found out in all the brothel chapters. Ugh. I do think it's very yeah. uh, clever, or not clever, but like turning the trope sort of on his head that the riddle game didn't end with you know just the oh I tricked the dragon with this clever riddle. Mm-hmm. It ends with. Oh fuck! Here comes another dragon. Yeah, <laughs> I think at one point they're that. like, "We were not really prepared for one dragon. We're definitely not prepared for mm-hmm. two. Also, I love that they're brothers, but they have the opposite. Well, I don't know. It's like Charmander meeting Bulbasaur. It just seems, it seems deeply unfair. But also, like they're both Umfer's kids, and Umfer right. is the Earth God, and like you know, plants and volcanoes are part of the Earth. Yeah. Okay, so it actually does make sense, and you're 100% right. It seems unfair. Yeah. <laughs> For Baelash. They do speculate that uh, Baelash probably died because, like, the forest thinks mm. the stuff in the trees had to fall, and right. the forest starts to, like, detangle itself. Mm. And Karen's like, oh, mm-hmm. Baelash is probably dead, but obviously not permanently. Why didn't they had Wildheart? Why didn't they just destroy Wildheart at that moment. Yeah, I don't know. That's a really good question. Like, it's a useful cornerstone, don't get me wrong. They discuss it. Uh, Senere is not gonna t- says, uh, I'm not gonna tell you where Cone is. Because they, they point that they point that out, too. No, but Cone's got... That's Sharanical's cornerstone. Oh. Yeah, I'm trying to, like, Balosh. If they're like, oh, Balosh died. Like, I mean, maybe they just, maybe they're just, the, the window is not there, like... Oh, you're right. Because in, in name of all things, they're like, you have to do it within 30 seconds. Um... So maybe by the time all the green stuff is dying, they figure that Baelosh has already been reborn somewhere. Or maybe they're worried that he's not actually dead, he's just further away. Because they were flying, yeah, and maybe. they're like, and like maybe it's but, just that his sphere of influence isn't there anymore. Like, if you don't have a guarantee, it does make sense to not smash Cornerstone, because it's so valuable. Right, right, because that'll reform, but God only knows where. Somewhere, yeah. Uh, that's a good point. I guess they could have asked Senere... Mm. But then, to oh, ask the, the name of all things. Yeah, but that, but Senere would yeah. probably not want the dragons yeah. dead, or at least yeah. Senere would think that Rel's far would not want all the dragons dead. Yeah. So, anyways, they 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 still have Wildheart. Baelosh is theoretically still around, as is Stratical, who yeah. surprisingly like is just there. We we don't understand why. Yeah, and so, Kieran yeah, like immediately space. turned invisible. He was like, "Oh fuck! Oh fuck! Oh fuck!" I like how he's intentionally riding out to see a dragon, but a slightly different dragon is like, "No, this is the worst possible thing." <laughs> yeah, but that that other dragon is personally obsessed with him. To be fair, yeah, you'd think that enough time would have passed. Huh? They are brothers, so maybe it's like if Sharana calls the older brother, he's doing the. Uh, the older brother thing of like, I'm gonna fuck with my younger brother for no reason. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Especially when you're an insane dragon. It's like, I don't know, what's there's nothing else to do. I might as well go fuck up someone's entire day. Oh, uh, this island is gone with the dude that I wanted yeah. to turn into a stone yeah. to sing for me forever. <laughs> yeah. uh, I'm gonna go fuck with my little brother. Yeah, and that was only, I think, a couple weeks ago, too. Mm. So, you know, maybe he's still upset. This actually, weirdly, is the perfect segue, because sometimes the world just does throw things at you that don't make any sense, and they just happen for reasons totally outside your control, and as an assassin, you need to be prepared for them. That's how Terrain's section even starts. Bam. Mm-hmm. I did it. It'll nice. never happen again. Nice. Yeah, I did like that little bit. Yeah, he's like, you. what is he? He's like, good assassin. Good and bad assassins both rely on luck. But good assassins have backup plans. Right, basically. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and escape routes. And then he realizes mm-hmm. that, like, oh, I know which one. Yeah, it's very it's very fun how, like, he goes through the different the differences between. Mm-hmm. And that, like, sometimes assassination is completely reliant on r- luck. Where, mm-hmm. you know, a, a amateur assassin could get lucky one time. And, yeah. But a trained assassin could have the worst luck and screw everything up. But the 
the end result might uh, be different because the assassin with a plan will likely escape, but the one that was got lucky, he'll get eventually get caught up upon and killed. Yeah, it's cool. This is uh, yeah. Th- these these chapters are are very like heisty, you know, me- the Mantles Eleven kind of vibes. <laughs> They're also very horny. Very horny. Wow. Very Guess who's horny. back, back, back. Horny's back, back, back. <laughs> yeah, and Tarath is not like Kieran, where he like holds back in his horniness. Like mm-hmm. when he returns and he's looking for his necklace and mm-hmm. he finds Janelle with it, like he's thinking about the way her hips sway when she walks and like she's talking to him about you know this uh i want to go where you're going and he's like you're not talking about the bedroom are you and he's like you (laughs) you could tell that like whatever whatever baggage there is between terath and janelle in these chapters uh terath is not thinking about that at all he's thinking about one thing only I think she is also on that train, though. Like, they they oh, got over sure. their sort of, like, emotional insecurity thing last time. Yeah. And now they're really leaning into the, like, mm, like, like, let's fuck. Train. And then they do. Uh, yeah. And they do. Like, I love that. <laughs> in a storage yeah. closet. I love that Kieran, oh like, God. takes the passages. Like, yes! I imagine him, like, holding <laughs> the paper adorable. up really close to his eyes and be like, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> he's like, I'm just going to take these for later. Well, this is my own personal material now. He, he, and the sure is like, it was very detailed. And he's like, wait, he's like, wait a minute. And Kieran's like, let me have this. Yeah. <laughs> like, I just want this one thing, man. Just let me have this. Oh God, yeah, yes. Nothing like a, nothing like a quick fuck and a when you're just out of a wine barrel and about to go assassinate a king. I mean, it is a very There's- like horny imagery. They're like yes. naked, soaked in wine, and like mm-hmm. and he even makes a point. He's like, We're definitely not the first people to just bang behind the wine barrel. So this this'll play into our plan still. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's like, actually this ads cover. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, just impressive. Mm-hmm. And he's so But I like that there's parody in uh, the hookups yeah. between Janelle and Kieran and Janelle and Tarek, they're both soaked in in, al- in mind-altering substances. It's mm, just true. Yeah. one of them their minds and the other one their bodies. Mm. And it's funny how Senere's, uh mistake of revealing the air glyph is what allows them to yes. pull this off. <laughs> yeah, that air glyph is the gift that keeps on giving, honestly. Mm-hmm. They use it all the time. Resourceful. I like it. And it's so funny how, yeah. like, Kieran and, like, obviously there's circumstances, but how Kieran and Janelle are, like, sort of awkward talking about the sex that they had. And then Therese and Janelle have sex. And <laughs> and then Therese is just, like, very bluntly, like, oh, yeah, you look freshly fucked. <laughs> <laughs> and Janelle's like, yep. Fair. <laughs> I do. Mm. Cool. Mm. And then they, yeah, then they pretend to be drunk and blah, blah, blah. Uh, and then we, and then Talon's back. Yay. Everybody's we favorite have psycho. The weirdest attachments to characters, which is yes. good job, Jen Lyons. My favorite characters are a psychotic shapeshifter mm. and a stone cold mass murderer <laughs> with just great melons. Yeah. Dorna, I miss you. Yes. And you just know in Therese's head, he sees, like, the... He goes into the library, and he sees, like, the shackles and the chair and stuff. And he's still thinking about sex, not realizing (laughs) that it was uh, Kalanis holding quote-unquote Kieran, and then it going completely awry. I kind of forgot all this part, so the bit when, you know, he walks in and Kalanis is dead on the floor, I was like, oh, fuck! And then immediately, like, oh no, it was, it was, uh, I, and I thought that the dead body on the floor was maybe Talon pretending at first, and then it turns out it's not even Kalanis at all, and blah, 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 and like, 
Yeah. So uh, I, I had forgotten all of this. So it was a delight to read again because I was like, ooh, action. Yeah. Oh, there's a dead body. Oh, someone's eating the dead body. Right. Oh, yeah. oh, no. With a race that can change their appearance whenever they feel like it, except that it's slightly painful. Ha- having royalty have a double makes mm. so much sense. Totally. Mm-hmm. Until, uh, and we learn... And- Go ahead. Until a mimic, you know, eats your brain. Yes, yes. And to be and fair, they were all set against mimics, except that they didn't realize that the Stone of Shackles were They got them. lazy with their warding. Oh, that was very interesting. Yeah. Yeah, loophole. Maybe not lazy so much as who could predict the corner case where a, mm. a mimic wouldn't have the same soul anymore. Yeah. Which, like, which begs the question know, uh, the, of how they... Is that on the antivirus? Mm, of how they ward against talon or what they'll do about talon later on presumably key the words to lyrilin's soul but like even yeah. then but lyrilin was a koros how do you how do, the question is how do you yeah. obtain that information yeah they don't even necessarily know who it was i guess they'd have to have talon on hand i mean the quarry had anti-mimic wards so it is a thing they just got Sloppy at the palace, right? That's true. I just wonder yeah. they like they do they is there like a magical spell to like Google the like hex code <laughs> to someone's soul <laughs> <laughs> that you can like put in the programming? Yeah, you in can and just the... look it up. Yeah, there's got to be a divination type of thing. Yeah. This is another like uh, relationship that I think is very fun of their uh, Terath and mm. Talon. Yeah, like fighting, fighting, and then. Like the other wizards come in and they just look at each other like truce, truce, and they fight <laughs> together and it's great. Uh, Tarith is really good at magic. We like don't see him use magic a lot, but mm-hmm. he like casts some dope ass spells in this chapter and it's great. Like it's cool to see him wizard it up. I also agree that the wizarding it up is pretty impressive. Yeah. Well, Janelle is very useful. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Wait, when she's like, we're going to a tree and I'm good at starting fires. <laughs> she's like the beefiest pyromaniac. Like, I love how a lot of fiction and is like, oh, well, all the psychics or like all the women magic users have to be like kind of physically wimpy to make the weaknesses like kind of line up so that no one's overpowered. This one's like, no, Janelle can punch through four walls, start a fire, and then laughs. <laughs> yeah. No creepy little girls here. All the psychics are like Vin Diesel. Or psychic. Singular. Yeah. So then uh, something going back to Centenary's chapters where we get that Centenary point of view and they discover uh, Solus's body. And then, um, mm. what's her name? Vexa Shal points out that, oh, she died too quickly. And Senere is, like, calculating in her mind, like, oh, what does she mean by that? Oh, she doesn't mean, oh, I, I wanted her to, like, suffer. She means this went about too quickly. This was too easy. And then they, like, put it together that, uh, using the name of all things, that, sen- uh, that, uh, her body's dead, but her soul left to one of her, what is it, witch mothers? And then the, like, yeah. oh shit moment happens where they find out the one witch mother still alive is Janelle. And then it goes back to the Therese chapter where, you know, Therese oh, and Talon, they've escaped. They put on illusions to disguise. They go back to the party and they go to retrieve Janelle, and it seems fine at first. And then mm-hmm. suddenly she's in like incredible pain and collapses. And we're, and that's the like where the things aren't like explicitly said what's happening, but because of the previous chapter, we're like, oh no! I definitely did not put that together. Actually, <laughs> that makes so much sense now that you've mentioned it. But I was like, what's wrong with Janelle? Oh yeah, it's like. I I love that that we get the two different points of view chapters, but they like 
the moments connect like that. It's also handy for aligning the timeline, too. It's like, oh, these things are happening at the same time. Yeah, good to get back on back on base. I did I did I read that? Did I miss that somehow? Yeah, I missed that. that. All make, I, that I all read makes it. I mean, sense. Yeah, yeah, because I remember Janelle freaking out. I just like I didn't put it together. Yeah, that happens right before. Uh, oh, maybe it's like the end of eighty-seven. Oh no! Did I do? Did I do the thing this time? No, because like I think I, you no, might I the remember thing this- reading what? about how Janelle was like freaking out and like screaming or something. Or oh yeah, Janelle was freaking yeah. out, and Senere is talking about. Mm-hmm. I, I don't think I think that we we had to intellectually put together that Janelle is still a witch mother. Yeah. Which I forgot. I don't. I think that comes up later. Yeah. I definitely forgot until you said it. <laughs> until Josh, yes, yes. It's an inference, but I don't. I don't think they talk about that. Might have been chapter eighty nine. That... I might have done the thing this time. <laughs> <laughs> That's all right. That's all right. <laughs> I mean, that is. It still works as an inference. Yeah, it's a helpful. Yes. Yeah, it's a helpful reminder mm-hmm. to those of us who don't put it together. Yeah, it was eighty nine. Explanation after the fact. My okay. Bad. Okay. <laughs> So we see Janelle collapse first. Mm-hmm. Which, like, for know... Janelle is a big deal. No, hold on. You might have to cut this out, because I, I think that happens in 90. That's all right. We know it's... It's, it's an inference that we can make based on the plot. Yeah, so, like, they're in... Yeah, they're, they're in... Yeah, oh, no, something no. happens Janelle, to Janelle. Janelle does collapse first. Before yeah, we yeah. find out why. They're like still in the palace yeah, that... when she collapses. And then and then the last we see of Tereth and Janelle is they're taking Janelle yeah, out. Yeah, they fled out into the night while tree. Janelle shuddered in Tereth's mm-hmm. arms. Yes. And is Talon's Talon's not with them, right? Talon is, is with them. Talon, Talon leads them uh, Talon leads the king off in another direction. Right. And then Thurvy and Kieran find our everybody's favorite drunk wizard. And by everyone's favorite, do you mean certainly the drunk wizard's favorite drunk wizard? Well, yeah. Everybody else, yeah, still the jury's still out. Yeah, yeah and like <laughs> he says something really funny. He's like, "I haven't been sober in twenty years, and that was for a special occasion." <laughs> Which, like, I was trying to think, I was like, what might that special occasion be? But I don't, I don't know. Was it the birth of Janelle? Because Tyus like shout would have sobered him up. Oh, maybe. Mm-hmm. Say that again? That could be it. I wonder if he sobered up for Janelle's birth just because Taya... She yelled so loud every wizard like, oh, that's had a true. migraine for three days. Oh yeah, it has like a special name when it's like the, the night of uh, the great silence or something yeah. like that or the, yeah, the quiet day. Because <laughs> we, we get Janelle and Tareth talking in an earlier chapter about how they're 20. <laughs> yes. That's a good point. And she's like, we were 19 like three months ago. Like, let's be stupid. Let's not be stupid teenagers about this as someone who <laughs> does remember being like a yeah. bunch of different lives, but also oh. is like, come on, man. I, oh, that baby. is like such a thing when you're 20, though, is like, I'm 20 now. I'm not a dumb teen anymore. <laughs> like, I did that. It's funny. Therese then oh, remembers being that. a dumb yeah. teen twice. <laughs> oh, God. Can you imagine oh, God. middle school twice? No. No one will remember our past lives. Well, to be fair, Tareth was homeschooled, so. By assassin mommy. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know if that's, I don't know if it's worse, but it's definitely just as bad. I don't know if Atron Kandor was homeschooled. Who knows? He could have been. Yeah, I don't know. We don't really know anything about his background. Except that he was kind of a dick. Yeah. Yeah. Well, he was the... The greatest emperor Kerr has ever known, which isn't saying much. Mm-hmm. According to the man himself. Yeah. <sighs> I think that is all I have for these chapters, actually. Yeah, I got 
super distracted by the romance. I'm sure there was plot that <laughs> happened. There was a lot of plot that there happened. There was a lot of Dragons, plot, yeah. And, like, the Urthanriel might be fellow, Relos, not Relosquar, Volkaroth's Geish and yep. everybody, but no. Tell just... Inspect, Kalanis knows that they tried to assassinate him. I mean, there is a... Kieran starts to, like, put together in his mind, like, the whole... Uh, Sandis and what was his adopted father's name? Oh, Sergey. Sergey. Like yeah. how they probably were involved with Gris because they noticed that Gris mm-hmm. is wearing the same uh, intaglio ring as you know the Griffin men that ta- that uh, mm-hmm. Kieran and Thervishar are wearing now that they got from their fathers and. uh you know, he's he's been pretty good about the whole thing, but in this situation, the the anger starts to like boil over, and you could tell that he like he so badly wants to just kick kick this guy's ass, <laughs> especially when like Gris is drunk and telling them to fuck off. Mm. And then there's the fact that um, for some reason Thervishar knows. Where Gritst, like where his location is, because Gritst kind of reacts strangely to um, when Thervishar opens a gate to a study that is as much of a mess as Gritt's room in this. Is it a brothel? Yeah, it is a brothel. I think so, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Do, does Thervishar just like pull that, like mind read that from him? Do you think? Oh, oh that's a good yeah. point. I was wondering how he did that. That was what I was thinking, but I was like, knowing Thervishar, there's also, like, he might have known it for some other weird reason. Like, I think he knew, knew it he for was some other weird reason. Yeah. Yeah, maybe like, a Similian connection. Yeah, like, maybe Similian went there. Yeah, and it would have been easy, it would have been trivially easy, actually, for Thervishar to be like, is he here in his house? No. Mm. Okay, I checked. So, yeah. can't remember if he did that, but even mm-hmm. if he didn't mention it, yeah. Yeah. I think that's it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think, yeah, I think that's it. I'm excited to uh, see more Gritz stuff, because I love Gritz. He's such a hot mess. He's an excellent character who would also make me want to punch him. Yeah, like, I, the fact that he's not in every book is probably a good thing, because I think he would drive us crazy if he was in every book. But that being said, we did just talk about how much we love Talon and Cinerae, so. I think, I think there's a real art to making bad characters who you like, or making good, bad characters. (laughs) More, (laughs) just like, charismatically appealing, morally dubious characters. There we go. Good characters who are bad people. Yes. Yeah, but like... Although, I miss Dorna. Dorna, mm-hmm. Dorna could be in every book and I would be pretty happy. The Talon and Senere are charming. While Grist is kind of like... You can imagine him being really annoying. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Dealing with him, I would never want to do. Reading uh, everybody exasperated by him is very funny to me. Yes. And to be fair, the few Gris chapters that we got were interesting. He was not, like, drunk out of his mind, and he was visiting with Valthea, and, like, he generally seemed to have his wits about him, but, like... Right. and He might get old. And there's, I do like Gris because he's very uh, straightforward, very, mm-hmm. uh, like, very honest and kind of blunt about his opinions and his lifestyle. He's not, like... A character like this could have easily been written as, like, a Gandalf character. Mm. Like, Mm -hmm. you know, guy that lives forever, knows a bunch of things. I also really like that Gritz was not, like, the story of Gritz is not that he... He was just some guy who dropped out. He was a dropout of school. (laughs) And he just had a long time to do his research. And that's basically how he figured it out. It's just that he put in the work. Like, Chris mm-hmm. isn't, like, especially special. Like, and the reason why he's still immortal was more luck than than yeah. skill. So I do like those things about uh, Grist, but, like, 
having friends that, you know, like drink and, you know, there's always the one who you're like, please don't drink too much. I really don't want to deal with you. Mm. Like Gris is very much like that in a way also, where it's like, I would not want to have to do the maintenance involved with having a relationship with you. <laughs> oh god, yeah. Yeah. He sounds he seems exhausting but also exhausted. Like he's yeah. been alive for 14,000 years. Yeah. Everyone he knows is dead. Every single person he ever loved is dead. And I'd like, yeah, I'd drink too. Mm. Especially since Humanity also went back to the friggin' Middle Ages and you stopped having, like, Lexapro. Like, oops, sorry. <laughs> Partying with Chris is probably fun. Yeah, he's had time to learn all the good spots. For, like, one night. Two nights, that's too much. Yeah. Two nights, you're dead. <laughs> Two nights, yeah. you die of partying with Chris. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's it. That's all I got. Yeah. Great Thermstar chapters. Mm. So that is my main takeaway from stuff these. happens. Rel- yeah. Relationships Lots expand. Of shit. Everyone, everyone's really just being generous and loving and kind with each other in the best way that they know how, which is <laughs> not good. But like, you're getting there. And some people mm-hmm. are having rough sex behind a bunch of wine boxes. <laughs> You know? <laughs> and that is their form of self-care. It's what they're capable of right now. Yeah. yeah. And after uh, their little talk, Thervishar was like, please explain your culture to me so that I stop <laughs> fucking up. Which is a huge step yeah. for yeah. Oh yeah, I nice. forgot about that. Where he's like, yeah. 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 Finally, <laughs> two and a half books in, I finally found my purpose. I'm the person who remembers all the romantic gestures. Yay! <laughs> No, you guys, it was so cute when... Christina, what are you reading? Uh, I am reading The Mountain Under the Sea by Ray Naylor. Uh, And it is... It's like The Martian, but for consciousness instead of physics. And it's with octopuses instead of Mars. Like, it's deep sea consciousness, like details but it's really well written so you're like i don't even care that we're talking for 14 pages about solar panels i just want to know if this guy makes it with all of his potatoes <laughs> like that but with like i just wanted to see if the octopus has yeah. become sentient and okay. like with this special robot friend and the scientist i love science well written it's the best it's just like just pure pure nerdery um so yeah it's it's a really good it has great insight also but mostly it's the martian for the ocean uh, Steph, what are you reading? I'm only reading one book right now, and it is The Stardust Thief. Yeah, we've previously talked about it, and it's nice and fun. I think you said it best. You're like, this is just pure fantasy. It's like, yeah, it is. I think it's refreshing. Yeah, Josh was talking about it, and you were like, it's great. They have a quest. They're trying to get a thing. Mm-hmm. It's nice. It's easy. Oh, it's got Josh? stories. Sorry, yeah. 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 Josh, what are you reading? Uh, I'm reading basically everything uh, I said I was reading a week ago, except I've put them all aside to read uh, The City We Became by N.K. Jemison. Uh, Ooh, nice. Nice. Uh, basically, um, the city of New York is becomes like, has an avatar to protect the city. And they get attacked by um, a interdimensional being, and they so they split into five avatars, one for each of the the boroughs of New York, and then it goes into like random five random people, and then each of them are trying to figure out their like city powers in order to uh, protect uh, New York. And I didn't think there was going to be any references to um, H.P. Lovecraft, but N.K. Jemsen both plays with, you know, everything we know and don't like about H.P. Lovecraft, you know, his racism, his ethnocentrism, stuff like that, so on and so forth. His entire personality. Plus his lore. I'll just say this, the reveal of 
who the villain is is an HP Lovecraft reference and Ooh, it's such a good nice. reference that you're like like if if you don't know HP Lovecraft it won't matter the reference mm-hmm. but if you do know HP Lovecraft uh it's it's a very like oh NK Jemison you know what you're doing mm-hmm. but uh she gets I don't I guess NK Jemison maybe I don't know where she lives but she gets like I think she lives in New York. She gets like the good things and bad things about New Yorkers and New York City like so spot on. Like if you if you never like don't live in New York, you would still get it because New York is such a thing that you see in movies and television all the time that you would like understand it. But if you're from New York, this book will like hit even harder because you're like, <laughs> oh, I totally understand where all these people are coming from. Like, there's a whole part about how, like, all the other boroughs forget about Staten Island. And then when they remember Staten Island, it's never in a good way. And I'm like, yeah, that's so true. (laughs) (laughs) It's very good. I think the sequel comes out in, like, two weeks. So I wanted to read it. Sweet. Uh, I would recommend it. Dope. Nice. I have to imagine that the temptation to just make every single bro just like just the most stereotype would be <laughs> irresistible. Oh, so it's good that she wrote this book and no yeah. one else did. Just just someone making the, the Italian fingers being like, eh! <laughs> I'm so. the guardian of Brooklyn. <laughs> yeah. The Manhattan one would be insufferable. Oh my god, it would have just a suit i just god i can't even like it would have gone to that restaurant before you somehow like the restaurant's not (laughs) open it just was like oh yeah i went there no big deal (laughs) i know that's the least irritating thing maybe but like nice well josh where can where can people find you you can find me at four or five wits on twitter and in the geeklyinc.com reading section uh, Steph, where can we find you? You can find me all over the place at Steph O. Kingston. And Christina? And you can find me at O. Laddie Girl. Woo-hoo. And you can find all of us on Geekly Inc. Thanks for listening. Thanks for reading. Books. And remember, no boats, only ships. <laughs> yes. <sighs> Thank you for listening to No Page Unturned, part of the Geekly Inc. podcast family. If you like the show, please show us some love with a rating and review on your favorite podcast app. You can follow us on Twitter and Instagram at No Page Podcast. The show is edited by me, Steph Kingston. Our amazing theme music is by Bad Sparrow, and you can check them out at Bad Sparrow Music. And our cover art is by Chango Chimango, who you can check out on Instagram and Twitter at Chango Chimango.